Strategy Lab podcast. I'm Liz Nelson, the Associate Director of the Lab at the University of North Alabama. When you think of Milwaukee, what do you think of? For many people, the answer is beer. There's a long and proud history of brewing in the city, starting with a large influx of German immigrants in the 19th century. The industry survived prohibition and is still a point of civic pride. One of the tenets of agile leadership is that the strongest strategies are built on the assets that already exist, whether in a community, a company, or an institution. So when a group of leaders in Milwaukee considered ways to strengthen their local economy more than a decade ago, they built on that brewing heritage, but not in the way you might expect. And here's another surprise. They didn't start with a strategic plan. Our guest today is Dean Amhouse, the CEO of the Milwaukee Water Council. The episode is an excerpt from a longer interview for an online course on building an agile economy from the Agile Strategy Lab at the University of North Alabama. The lessons Dean shares are relevant for any organization or region thinking about what's next and how to get started. Here's Dean. We talk about the Water Council a lot as a good example of an organization that's kind of at the, the hub of a, of a cluster strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so could you tell us that story a little bit about how that came to be and kind of that aha moment and then maybe what it's grown into over, over 10 years? Sure. Um, and it really started sort of two different um, efforts that fortunately got connected uh, along the way. Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit of the two stories is one that I was involved with, which was a, a group called Milwaukee 7, still lives. Um, and it was an early effort to try to get the seven counties around Milwaukee to be able to work more closely together instead of from an economic development standpoint, literally having companies just jump across the street to a different county, which doesn't produce anything for the region at all. So there was a united effort to build the counties uh, together. And through that, they wanted to see what were the primary industries within the region. And so they conducted a study um, with a local economic development firm. And from that study, a lot of things were not a big surprise in terms of the key industries that were here in Milwaukee, ones that we knew um, and were quite visible. The, the, the surprise was when they came back and said, there seems to be this high concentration of companies that are all dealing with water in, in many respects. And the reason why that was a surprise as we came to learn is that there is no NICS code, uh, you know, business code for water or water technology more appropriately. And um, so when you have a large, um, you know, consulting, you know, entity that comes in and does their analysis, what they end up doing is running 
you know, the NAICS codes to see what the industries are. So if there is no code, then there is no industry. And we literally heard that from some firms. <clears throat> but, you know, what we saw were these businesses that still had at their center uh, the processing of water in some respects. And whether that was cleaning it, using it, uh, recleaning it in, in some fashion, in many ways, it also goes back to um, a lot of these businesses were tied to the brewing industry. And so they needed suppliers that were making the pumps and the valves, meters, pipes, fixtures to process water or beer in that instance. And, you know, it largely just kept on growing and growing and growing. Nobody ever thought about it until we came up to that discovery about 10 years ago, well, a little bit more than 10 years. And, um, you know, we did an initial study and we found that there were 50 businesses in the region. And as we, you know, got going, we found that there were a lot more. Um, at the same time, completely separate, um, and it was by truly coincidence that two CEOs, uh, one, Rich Musen, who at that time was leading Badger Meter, and two, Paul Jones, who was leading A.O. Smith uh, Corporation, got together, get acquainted with each other. Uh, Paul was relatively new to his job, and they found that they were also both in the water industry, you know, one heating water, one measuring water. And they both said, I wonder if there are other businesses like us in the region. They did their own internal research and came up with those same 50 companies. And fortunately, Rich and Paul uh, came to Julia Taylor, who leads the Greater Milwaukee Committee, who was involved also with this Milwaukee 7 effort. They came to their discovery and uh, she said, well, truly by coincidence, we've got this other group that has seen discovery. So we united efforts and it grew from there. And, you know, we did some more research to find out that we're 120 companies and we're now at about 240 companies within the region, ones that we found um, and, and to continue to discover, others that have moved to the Milwaukee region, uh, as well as others that start up as well. And I think that, you know, the key to a cluster that we certainly believe is that it's not something that you create a cluster. It is something where you have to discover it uh, because it has to be organic. Um, if it's something you're created, there really isn't that strength of um, longevity and industry base and so on. So the fact that we had decades of experience or you know, companies that have been around, plus universities and utilities that had an emphasis in water, and in a defined region, we really came to this notion that we had this cluster and then created the organization, the Water Council, to how to move it and advance it. So it wasn't anything that we were you know, creating, it's how do we create more communication and, and glue between you know, organizations. And we, when we looked around the rest of the country, we didn't find any other organization, which was a surprise to us because we thought, well, Milwaukee's doing it. They're probably doing this in Detroit and they're probably doing it in other places. And a surprise was that we did, couldn't find it. 
And what we did find were places abroad in the Netherlands, in Israel and uh, Singapore that were doing things. They were different than what we were doing, but you know, in somewhat a similar fashion. The thing that then I think surprised us as we got going, it took us two to three years of a lot of volunteer hours and to start you know, moving forward. And, and once we started to get some traction, the surprise was how fast it, it developed. And I think that was due to a number of factors. The fact that we had big established corporations in the Milwaukee region already that had, again, decades of experience. So these were companies that had been around the block. We also had strong board of directors uh, and that being right at the CEO level, whether they be universities or utilities and obviously corporations and businesses. And they continue at the, that CEO level to be actively engaged. So they have the, the ability to move things as well. And the other thing that really helped us to advance the, the Water Council was when we opened up the Global Water Center in September of 2013. That really solidified us as an organization, provided a sense of place and identity and congregation of people and businesses. And that then just helped to propel us. And, you know, since is that, that period- Is that sort of like a water incubator? I mean, is that a yes. fair- <laughs> So it's a, it's a 98,000 square foot uh, facility. It's an old a warehouse that we restored um, and it's a, you know, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful building, but it is devoted to water technology business acceleration. So we've got two universities that have got labs in the space. We've got probably 40 to 45 businesses in there, large ones, small ones. Um, and it's used as an accelerator and incubator. Um, but it's also used as a place to be able to bring researchers together to, you know, further develop their technology and to connect people between, again, businesses, utilities, and academia. So that's kind of covers the sort of the, the, um, the easier part of the street, if you will. What's been the biggest challenge? You know, you know, obviously for an organization like ourselves as a nonprofit organization, and I, always regret saying this, but it's always the case. It's money, you know, and um, because it drives continuity, it drives sustainability and growth. And, you know, as a nonprofit, you're always needing to be able to, you know, define different sources. A at the same time, we've been really fortunate to be able to find different, you know, avenues of um, funding. And one of the things we have really striven, strove to do is to diversify the kinds of sources of funds. And so we you know, are getting funds from lots of different areas as well. So you know, that's certainly obviously always important to you know, the staff and our board of directors. But I think then the, the, the other thing which we continue to improve and work on is to be able to provide focus and to um, a concentration on what we're going to do. So as an organization, when we were getting up and going, there was no playbook for us. We were inventing it um, because 
we looked around and there are a lot of economic development groups, but there are very, very, very few that are focused on one particular industry in one, in some respects, a very niche industry, you know, water technology. So when we got underway, we really literally were trying to try every single thing to see what would, you know, stick and to take, um, you know, advance. So where there are things that, you know, we tried and didn't work, we pivot, you move ahead, find things that do work, you keep on going and you change and you modify them. So over the, you know, the first several years, it was very much of an experimental standpoint. This last year, we actually created our first real strategic plan with more, um, you know, goals, objectives, responsibilities, budgets. But we had to go through that experimentation process to get to that point of doing, you know, the strategic plan. And I often say is that if we had a, a very structured plan early on, we would have never done the Global Water Center at all because it wasn't in our playbook early at all. And it would have been a, a missed opportunity for us to not have done that at all. So I think you've got to be able to have some, that focus, but then also some flexibility to be able to look at additional things. So, you know, and that gets into a time management, staffing management resources as well. And I think the other thing is that as we've grown, we really are a global organization. And we are, in fact, I was just preparing a message out to on something else on Twitter. And we just finished our latest application for our Tech Challenge program. And we had applications from seven different countries. And, you know, that's fantastic because we're looking for things that are a, a needle in the haystack and to get proposals from seven countries, strong proposals, is pretty remarkable. And it really speaks to the strength of our global uh, position. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the lab, our online courses, and how we help organizations address complex challenges, visit us at agilestrategylab.org. You can also email us through the website. Just look for the Contact Us button.